0: Hello, Scott. Hi, Ingrid. So this week is
1: September 21st through the 27th? Yes. What is happening?
0: What is happening? Well, a lot to do with relationships. Ooh, fun! You don't sound excited. Oh my god, I'm that so was a, over. That was a sarcastic fun. I am fun.
1: so over relationship stuff. Please,
0: this is like a big year for relationships. It's uh, it's a big part of 2020. Is learning to be a better partner for yourself for your partner. Like a partner is like a divine reflection of yourself. Like the shittiest reflection of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> That's another way to look at it. Well, it shows your darkness. You know, sometimes when you look in the mirror, you don't like what you see, right? Yeah. You're like, oh God, I got to work out. I'm getting too fat. I'm getting wrinkles, this and that. It's, you're not necessarily nice to yourself when you look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what a partner shows you. And so that's what's happening this week because we're going to be looking a lot at Venus, which is Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships. We're going to be looking a lot at Venus this week. And Venus is transiting through Leo, which is about sovereignty. Leo rules the heart. So opening your heart in relationships, being vulnerable, it's a scary thing, but that's where love comes from, an open heart, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you definitely can't receive anything if you're closed off.
0: hmm Yes.
1: But it's really scary to leave your heart open. That's also how you get hurt.
0: <laughs> hmm And why do you think that is?
1: Why is it scary?
0: Well, why do you get hurt? How does the hurt happen? I don't know, really. See, because I'm just wondering, when you're thinking about a divine reflection, the bad, it's a part of you.
1: I mean, I guess that's somewhere in yourself that needs some healing or it wouldn't bother you.
0: You have to take a look at it. Yeah. Yes.
1: Like if you're feeling insecure, it's not really what the other person's doing. If you were secure, they could say whatever they want about you and you know that it's not true mm-hmm. and it'll just bounce off.
0: Yes. But when you're in a relationship and you're vulnerable, that's when you're most exposed to feeling what the other person is saying. Like somebody can say something to you like a random person and it might not bother you. But if it's somebody that you are very close to...
1: You're going to take it really personal. Yeah. You value what they say. Yes. So even if it's something that's not true you're going to be more receptive to allowing whatever they say to like penetrate you.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: The more we work on ourselves and feel confident in who we are, even when we are in an intimate relationship, the less we are going to be penetrated. Even if our heart is left open, we aren't going to be penetrated in a negative way if we're like really fully embodying ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where we want to be. Right? Is that place where you can truly be confident in who you are? So that's the work that's being done right now on planet Earth.
1: Is everyone ready?
0: Should we start on Monday? (laughs) Monday, September 21st. Venus, the goddess of love and beauty, Lady Luck, the planet of relationships in Leo.
1: When you say Lady Luck, what does that really
0: mean? Venus is a lucky planet. Venus and Jupiter are the two luckiest planets. So when I think of Venus, I think of Lady Luck. Now there's two two reasons why. Number one, in astrology, there's a planet called the Lesser Benefect and another planet that is known as the Greater Benefect. Now you're saying
1: Benefect?
0: Yeah, Benefect. Yeah. So Benefect is like benefit. Just look at the word. So this is a planet that benefits you. The greater benefit is Jupiter. The lesser is Venus. So they are both planets that involve luck. Now if you go back to the ancient Romans in their dice games, the luckiest throw was called a Venus throw. So Venus has always been synonymous with luck. And I also just think about it is Venus is the goddess, the goddess of love and beauty. When you have her by your side, you feel more fortunate. You feel better when you're at the table throwing the dice, when you have this beautiful goddess by your side. Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships. So Venus is in Leo. Leo is symbolized by the lion. Leo rules the heart. So the planet of relationships is in the sign of the heart. The lion is courageous. In The Wizard of Oz, the lion is looking for its heart. So, Venus, the planet of relationships in Leo, the sign that rules the heart. So, it's all about opening your heart in relationships. I've been talking about this for a couple weeks now. It's a theme. But today, on Monday, September 25th, Venus, the lesser benefit, is connecting on Monday with Jupiter, the greater benefit, The planet of luck in expansion, the god of thunder. Jupiter is transiting through Capricorn. Capricorn is symbolized by the goat. The goat is that creature that wants to climb to the top of the mountain. So Capricorn represents your ambitions, your achievement, your quest to become an authority, a master of whatever whatever it is you're working on. So having Venus, the planet of relationships in the sign of the heart, it's about opening your heart in relationships, in connection to your career and what it is you want to achieve.
1: So being courageous and brave have to like put yourself out there so you can have the success that you're looking for.
0: Yeah um, like what relationships would you like to expand in your career for the purpose of ch- achieving your ambitions So maybe if you're if there's somebody out there that you th- that you're connected to or maybe you're not connected to this person but you think that they could help you get up to that next ledge. Today, would be a day to reach out reach out be vulnerable and say hey you can help me maybe and maybe i can help you maybe we can work together but it could be some challenges it's it's a it's a risky leap
1: it's not easy putting yourself out there
0: no not at all and i'm not saying this is going to be easy at all you might jump for that next ledge and fall flat on your face but you're going to learn something so that the next time you take that leap, you will get to the ledge.
1: Being courageous is not about not having fear. It's about just doing it anyways, even though you have the fear. Yes. I think we get that confused sometimes and think people that are courageous don't feel fear, but they do. They just like, keep moving forward anyways. Yeah. keep taking risks.
0: Yes. Yeah, but you make a great point. Just because you take the leap doesn't mean you're not afraid. It's about acting in spite of the fear. Yeah. Tuesday, September 22nd. The sun moves into Libra.
1: Another relationship sign. Yes,
0: Ingrid. Yes. The sun is the giver of light, life, and vitality wherever it goes. Libra is an air sign symbolized by the scales... So it's all about balance, harmony, equanimity, relationships. You've got to have something on both sides of the scale to create the balance. Libra being an air sign highlights communication. It's about communicating in relationships. So for the next 31 days, the sun is in Libra. So really be thinking about what relationships you would like to focus your energy to balance the scales in your life. What relationships do you want to focus on? Really focus on maybe just a few, maybe just one, and work on your communication there. Work on balancing the scales. Work on creating the harmony
1: When we say relationships, when we're in reference to Libra, that means any of our intimate relationships or love relationships.
0: Any close personal relationship. It can be your best friend. It can be a business partnership. Anyone that you are connected to that you feel like you have a partnership with. And then also on this day, Mercury, which is the planet of communication, which is transiting, moving through Libra aligns with the North Node, which represents your soul's purpose. The North Node is in Gemini, another air sign, which Mercury actually rules. So this is a big day to set your intentions, put the step forward of deciding how you want to communicate in your relationships and and actually doing it.
1: So is this a a supportive alignment, or is this going to be stressful?
0: It's supportive. So think of it like this. The sun and Mercury are both in Libra, which is air. Mercury is aligning with the north node, which is in Gemini, which is also air. So air understands air. Yes, air understands air.
1: And then also communication flows through the air we're talking
0: yes and on top of that mercury rules gemini the sign that the north node is in which mercury is aligning with so it creates that extra sort of power surge so it's a very positive supportive alignment to assist you in being able to communicate as eloquently as you would ever imagine
1: and this helps you along your your path to find your soul's purpose like we need to work on our communication and relationships or we aren't going to get wherever we are supposed to be going without doing that work
0: yes gotta get better every day gotta get become a better communicator that's what the north node in gemini is all about it's all about learning to be a better communicator your soul's purpose as a communicator so it's important to remember that the key ingredient communication is listening. So you may have something very important to communicate to your partner, and that's great. But just remember that when you do, they will have something to say to you as well. Be open to receiving what they say. Be willing to ask them questions. If you're asking questions... They will feel respected, and they will be more willing to listen to you.
1: I needed to hear that. I've been working on my listening skills. Good, yeah, I guess that's the other half. We're always thinking about ourselves first, so it's like communicating, I want to be heard. You
0: gotta listen to me. <laughs>
1: yeah, but literally only fifty percent, and it's in Libra, so it's it's about balance balance, so you have to be able to give as well as receive,
0: yeah. Exactly. If you're doing all the talking, there's no balance.
1: Yeah, that's not actually communication. That's just talking at someone.
0: Yes. I love it. Talking at someone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck, I really...
0: That's definitely a problem I, I think I have. I need to talk at you.
1: <laughs> yeah, we need to talk. includes two people.
0: Yes. All right. Making a note of that. Make a note. Wednesday, September 23rd, we're looking at Mercury again in Libra and it's aligning with Saturn. Planet of communication in the sign of relationships aligns with the planet of authority in the sign of authority and achievement. Capricorn. Saturn rules Capricorn, so there is a reflection between Saturn and Capricorn. You follow that? Yeah. But here's here's the challenge. This is a stressful alignment, because Mercury is in Libra, which is cardinal air. Saturn is in Capricorn, which is cardinal earth. Cardinal, meaning they both want to lead, but earth and air don't mix. So, You set your intentions on Tuesday to be a better communicator in your relationships. On Monday, you were about opening your heart in relationship and trying to form a new relationship, working to form a new relationship with somebody in authority that can help you in your career. Today, Wednesday, there's some challenge there. So... You being able to communicate, maybe you're not being heard, or maybe you're the one that is being talked at, and you feel like you're being pressed against a wall or something. So there could be some challenges here. It's important to ask yourself, how can you best communicate and find balance within your relationship to authority? That's a challenging one.
1: I wonder if using the other side of the communication where you're listening more and maybe asking that person more questions could help you move through it better.
0: That's a good idea.
1: So maybe they're not hearing you, but if you start asking them questions and they feel heard, then they'll be more open to listening to what you have to say. Yes.
0: That's a great idea. Just focus on asking questions and listening. Get them to talk. Let them do all the talking. I like that. Now, I should also say that on this day, Mercury moves into its retrograde shadow. Ooh. So it's going to be there in its retrograde shadow. It begins retrograde on October 13th. October 13th is when the retrograde begins. The retrograde ends November 5th, and then it moves out of its shadow on November 19th. So this is a period beginning now where you're really going to want to start slowing down taking your time and again listening not reacting pausing breathing taking time not adding new projects to the plate working on finishing the projects that you've already been working on no knee-jerk reactions especially in your relationships
1: to slow down
0: slow down
1: That's what the retrograde is always about. It happens so often. It's like such a regular occurrence. We are supposed to be reminded to slow down. And we just never like that. No one wants to be told to slow down. We're like ingrained in our cultures to like faster, faster, more, more, more.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Work harder. Mm -hmm. Do it, you know, more, more, more.
1: We're supposed to be slowing down and making that an intention is really important.
0: I just always think of like a little kid or a baby that's first learning how to walk and they're so excited that like they're learning to walk and they just, they're like top heavy and they, and they lean forward and ev- ev- you know, eventually they're going to fall flat on their face and they're going to be crying because they're moving too fast.
1: I mean, that that makes me think about like an argument if we're in like the heat of the moment where like I was trying to kind of one up <laughs> someone or like be right and have like the quickest response. But really, instead of having the fastest response, the most responsible thing to do would be to stop talking and formulate like a coherent, purposeful sentence so you can get somewhere instead of just escalating the situation. Yes. Yes. We don't learn anything as kids. Like, what the fuck? I'm just like, I'm in like my mid thirties trying to figure out how to just talk to people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I I just started listening to this audio book. I forget the gentleman's name, but it's nonviolent communication right yes my mind is fucking blown (laughs) why did we even go to school for 12 years i learned how to basically fucking add and subtract and we have calculators for that yes but we don't have any tools for like communicating our emotions and asking for what we need from people and Mm. allowing them the chance to respond like this book is brilliant
0: Mm. i love it
1: it's really good. Yes, cannot recommend it enough. Who's it by again? It's Marshall Rosenberg, Nonviolent Communication. Marshall
0: Rosenberg. Yeah, yeah.
1: This, is this older man. He's fucking on his shit. He goes into like, <laughs> he goes into schools, communicating between teachers and principals or students and teachers. He goes yes. into political areas, race wars, all kinds of shit. Even like marriages. And it's all so simple, like such an amazing tool to have. And we, unless our parents were really good at it, which they probably fucking weren't.
0: Right. Then we don't know shit. (laughs) Yeah. And it's the most important thing to communicate. That's why wars happen because there's a breakdown in communication. That's why people get in fights, violence.
1: Oh, so his start was he was going to be a psychologist or maybe he is. And he was, he was going to school for it. But then one of his teachers, it was like an experiment to find out if people that are violent have a mental illness. And somehow this book was formulated out of that. Like they're not mentally ill. They don't have the tools to communicate. And that's what creates the violence. Yes. Yes. So maybe there's so many things that could be prevented and uh, like stitched up in our societies without like prisons and punishment. Some of it had to do with like Punishment versus reward is like a horrible fucking system. Mm-hmm. If we just learned to communicate better, then we would get what we want without some ridiculous like prize for yes. good people and bad people.
0: Yes. Ah, oh, brilliant. Well, that's what the planets are all about right now. Is really pushing us into that realm where. We're being
1: stretched to learn new communication styles.
0: Yes, stretched to learn new communication styles. That's exactly what's happening.
1: I'm feeling that super hard.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, there's one more alignment on this day that I want to mention. It's Venus again, Lady Luck in Leo. It's aligning with Neptune, the planet of dreams fantasy illusion in Pisces, the sign which Neptune rules. So Neptune's in a position of power. It represents the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind. So Venus, the planet of relationships in the sign that rules the heart, it's about opening your heart in relationships to delve into that psychological baggage. Look within yourself, within your subconscious, and if you're feeling some conflict with your partner, be willing to look within your psyche to see where that stems from. As your partner is a divine reflection of you, so they are showing you something that you need to see within your psyche that's there, that needs to come up for healing. Neptune, Pisces, it's all about compassion. And faith.
1: And Pisces is the healing sign, too, right?
0: Yes, it's one of the healing signs. It's about healing the spirit, healing your subconscious mind, your unconscious mind, your soul. If there wasn't a wound there, if you put
1: salt on it, it wouldn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But if there is a wound, you're going to feel that shit. So yep. that reflection, that divine reflection is like salt in the wound. It, it brings pain to whatever areas have not been healed.
0: It brings attention to an area that needs attention. Yes. Thursday, September 24th. Mercury in Libra, again, is in opposition, meaning it's directly opposite Mars. The god of war, Uh the planet of action, aggression, and conflict. In Aries, the sign that it rules, so it's extra powerful. And Mars is moving retrograde now. So it's feeling like you're trying to accomplish something, but you're running up a downward escalator. Like you can get to the top, but you really gotta you yeah. gotta work hard. <laughs>
1: and Aries is the ram, and it looks to go straight ahead. Like, yes, quickly.
0: Yes, bud heads.
1: Is this gonna bring up
0: impatience? So I think of this as the messenger and the warrior, and it's it's the patience, again, in communication. It's the saying, like, don't kill the messenger. The message that you might be receiving on this day in your relationship could be that salt on the wound where you just want to go, fuck! You know? Ow! You know? <laughs> Damn it! Why are you doing that? You so, know? So,
1: are we are we supposed to say that? Are we supposed to like <laughs> we're supposed to hear it instead of screaming back?
0: The challenge is to be able to say, I'm sorry, that really hurts me. Would you please not do that to me? Or I'm going to get really upset and explode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean if if we're supposed to heal from that wound, it's like being able to sit with that discomfort without reacting and like really taking the message in because don't kill the messenger. Yes. Like don't freak out on that person, but taking a deep breath, maybe taking a little break from the conversation, washing your hands, like putting your feet on the floor and like really absorbing whatever fucked up shit someone is telling you. Yes. And if there's nothing there That is like real for you, then who fucking cares? There's no point in reacting. But if you're feeling really activated, then there probably is something there you need to work on within yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Those are the moments that we can actually experience healing when we are really looking at that wound without the reactivity to like cover it up.
0: That's the hardest thing I think is being able to just sit through the discomfort. So fucking hard. (laughs) I, every once in a while, I can do it, but yes, yeah, it's like one in but, ten <laughs> but the fact that you can do it every once in a while shows growth that you're even aware that this is an opportunity for you to sit with the discomfort is growth because most people are not even recognizing that there's something deeper going on they're just reacting without thinking like the ram
1: dude the word opportunity is honestly so annoying. Like it's so annoying to be told that in the heat of the moment when someone's like, this is an opportunity for growth. You're like, shut the fuck up. I'm in pain. But the message really is if you can receive it, then you can heal and stop perpetuating this problem that feels like shit. Yes. So like allowing that that question to come in sometimes of like, why is someone telling me this? Like there's a purpose. And if I grow from it, then I'll stop repeating this shitty cycle. Yes. But yeah, it's really, really uncomfortable to sit with. It's like the most uncomfortable thing you could possibly experience.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Do you want to do it again and again, just because you don't want to sit with it for a minute or an hour or, you know, a week or whatever it is. It's
0: going to come back and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and harder and harder and harder. Eventually, you have to face the music. You have to pay attention. Have you seen... Well, I don't know if I want to get too far off on a tangent, but I just watched this movie. It came out last year, Uncut Gems. No, you told me to watch it. Oh, my I, God. I haven't seen it. so good. But it's such a great film about watching somebody just make a problem bigger and bigger and bigger. It's very uncomfortable to watch this person never learn the lesson that they're supposed to learn, but it's such a great story and vehicle to show what we all kind of deal with in some way when we're so hell-bent on just doing it a certain way (laughs) and we don't want to change. Friday, September 25th. So Mars is back in action again on Friday in Capricorn. The moon is the emotions. Capricorn is the goat, cardinal, earth. Mars is the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict. Yesterday, we were looking at Mars in opposition to Mercury, the planet of communication. Today, Mars is in stressful alignment with the moon. The moon is the planet of emotions, and the reason it's a stressful alignment is because the moon is in Capricorn, which is Cardinal Earth. So, the goat, which is the the symbol for Capricorn, and the ram, which is a symbol for Aries, they both have clear objectives. But the way that they go about achieving their objectives is very different. The ram's objective is to lead the pack. And the way the ram leads the pack is by butting heads with all the other rams until it's the last ram standing. Whereas the goat's objective is to get to the top of the mountain. And it does that by diligently plotting out its course and moving step-by-step, ledge-by-ledge to the top.
1: More strategic.
0: (laughs) More strategic. So this is going to create some tension between the emotions and... Your action-oriented nature. So, in what ways are your actions being hindered by your ambitions? So, it's important to remember that Mars is moving backwards again. It's retrograde. The moon is moving forwards. There could be something involved with what you're trying to accomplish and some sort of pushback here. Something not coming through. going to be conflict.
1: So... Maybe you just need to take a look at how you normally do things. Are you the goat or are you the ram? Are you just like kind of going in blindly and like pushing ahead really quickly doing without thinking like the ram or are you like plotting things out? Maybe taking too long. Maybe you need to like flip flop it, whoever, Mm. whatever animal you usually embody. Maybe you need to switch it up and try something new. I like that idea. A different approach.
0: Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Whatever it is, I mean, there's going to be some tension. So it's about figuring out how to release the tension. It's like the wound. You know, if there's a wound and you pour salt on it, like you were saying earlier, it brings attention to the wound. Same thing with tension. It's bringing your awareness to you need to see what's going on over here. Wow. You need to pay attention to this
1: i love that tension brings your attention yes uh, to the shit you need to work
0: on yes yes
1: should this episode be called salt on
0: the (laughs) (laughs) wound saturday september 26th we're looking at venus again lady luck the goddess of love and beauty Continuing its transit through Leo, the lion, opening the heart. Today, Venus aligns with Pluto, which is retrograde in Capricorn. So, Pluto is the god of death, the lord of the underworld, planet of transformation. So, this is opening your heart, being vulnerable, and then being willing to go through a transformation. Being vulnerable creates an energetic experience that can transform you when you're hurt or if you're vulnerable and you're rewarded for it, it changes you.
1: Yeah, being vulnerable to whatever is happening is so important, especially when it comes to love and relationships. Mm -hmm. Things can't change if you're not open.
0: Yes. So in what way would you like your relationship energy to transform?
1: How do you practice being open with your heart?
0: I think the way that you practice being open with your heart is, first of all, by paying attention to how your heart feels. What are you feeling in your heart? If the feeling in your heart is causing you to think about another person, whatever those thoughts are, whatever those feelings are, act upon those feelings. Isn't that having an open heart rather than ignoring The feelings, pay attention to the feelings. If the lion sees a zebra and wants to eat, that's what it does.
1: Just really tuning into yourself and paying attention to what's happening inside.
0: Yeah. So listen to your heart and act upon your heart. In doing so, you might run into a challenge or two. It might be uncomfortable. But moving through the discomfort... Will transform your heart so that eventually you're able to receive what your heart desires. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, September 27th. Mercury, Venus. Again? And the North Node. Back. All again. <laughs> but Venus and the North Node are aligning. Mercury is now moving on into Scorpio.
1: We haven't really touched on Scorpio these last few months. No,
0: we're, we're moving in to Scorpio season, beginning with Mercury leading the way into Scorpio. Mercury is going to move into Scorpio, and then it's going to move out. It moves into Scorpio today. It moves out of Scorpio a month from now, October 27th. And then on November 10th, it moves back into Scorpio and is there until December 1st. The reason why it moves out and then back is because, as we mentioned earlier on, we've moved into the retrograde shadow. Mercury is going to begin its retrograde on October 13th.
1: So what are the main qualities of Scorpio?
0: Scorpio is fixed water. It's symbolized by the scorpion, Scorpio is the scorpion. It's all about secrets, psychic awareness, and the world beyond the material. So I think of like the scorpion. You see it for a moment, and then it might crawl into a crack, under a rock, into a stream, it disappears. Fuck. What's it doing? We don't know. We can't see it. Yeah, it's a very mysterious, very treacherous looking creature. It's it represents the world of the unseen. So it also represents karmic bonds because the karmic bonds are the ones that you can't see but they're there. It's like that person that you have a heart connection to, that your soul is tethered to, past lives, the people that you have a past life contract with, that, you, that your souls are in contract with one another to learn from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. So this is what Scorpio is all about. Bringing Mercury there which is the planet that rules the conscious mind and communication, it's bringing your conscious awareness to these karmic bonds and how to communicate. There could be some paranoia. There could be some obsession. This is the darker shade. Scorpio represents the occult, occult practices, magic. Also, the spiritual bonding that occurs during the physical act of sex, this is all what Scorpio's about.
1: So it's like a lot of subconscious stuff, right? The Scorpio,
0: very deep, deep, even deeper than the subconscious. It's
1: like hidden it's, in the really dark, dark corners. Yes. So maybe you see a little glimpse of something you don't know. Maybe where that reaction or that thought came from. Mm-hmm. That darkness, but it's in there, and you need to like get it out.
0: You need to look at it, Okay. see what's going on there. Why am I feeling this obsessive impulse towards this person? Why am I feeling super paranoid about these people? What is going on there?
1: And what do you do with that information when you get the why? Once you look at whatever that thing is that's giving you the obsession to begin with, you can release it.
0: Yes it's to transform you. It's meant to transform you. Scorpio is ruled by Mars, the god of war, but it's also ruled by Pluto, the god of death. So when you pick up on this dark sort of feeling, this dark, obsessive feeling, this feeling of manipulation it's bringing it to your attention so that you can transform through it.
1: What's the best way to sit with that discomfort of like looking at something that's super fucked up within you? That maybe you want to like move through in some
0: way. Work with magic. You know, I know you like the the tarot decks and that sort of stuff. See what comes up. Draw the cards. What are they telling you?
1: I have this deck right now. It's called the hero's journey Mm -hmm. i really really like it it's like very insightful
0: so use that as a guide i work a lot with crystals and stones and i lie on my back and i put the stones on me i allow myself to be taken on a journey and when you're on that journey really pay attention to what you see what you feel crystals can be
1: similar to a tarot deck where maybe you go into the crystal shop or you look at your crystal collection and you go with whatever resonates with you whatever is beautiful or kind of like draws you in Mm -hmm. and you look up the meaning of that crystal and that can give you like insight yeah
0: yeah. yes you're like you look at the meaning of this crystal and you're like oh my god this is exactly what i needed
1: yeah So I have ones that I've been working with for the last couple of months. Like whenever I'm feeling a big shift or I really need some big support, I'll go through my stones or I'll go to the shop and just see what stands out to me and then reread that definition if I have forgotten what it means Um, and really just like tune into that and yeah, meditate on it. Lay with the crystal on your body and really see what comes up for you. Even if it's just the idea of setting an intention for the time you're spending with yourself and what you want to work on I think that can be just almost the most powerful part just setting your intention setting
0: the intention absolutely
1: and then really the tarot deck or the crystal is an excuse to set an intention for yourself just like an avenue to pick a purpose yes that resonates with you
0: and I love that But there's something so much deeper about a stone. I mean, it's a piece of the earth. (laughs) Yeah, well, totally. And we forget that your phone, your computer, like, it's quartz crystals that are in these microchips. That movie, Uncut Gems, is all about this sacred gem. And there's this moment where this basketball player, Kevin Garnett, is looking into the gem with, like, one of those magnifying glass things. I don't know what they're called. But he's looking, and it's like he sees his whole life in this stone, you know, and has such a deep experience with these. Like, I got to have this stone. So, the stones are, they're powerful. They
1: record information. That's how you Yes. You yes. The
0: exactly.
1: Exactly. So, I guess tuning in to whatever information is imprinted on that crystal can like reprogram you
0: and then of course i'm always looking at the planets and where they're aligned in my astrological code because that's giving me messages too again why i'm feeling the way that i'm feeling what i need to be looking at within myself and what i need to be working on in my life that's what it's about so when When Mercury goes into Scorpio It gets really deep This is metaphysical This is esoteric
1: Are there certain stones That are aligned with the planets?
0: Oh yeah What is happening?
1: Oh my god, I need to know more
0: So that's happening with Mercury It's gonna get deep It's gonna get dark Embrace it Embrace the darkness Move through the darkness It's going to be crazy and beautiful. Now, Venus, I mentioned earlier, in Leo, is aligning with the North Node in Gemini. So, Venus, the planet of relationships, we have talked about this one a lot this week. Opening the heart, the North Node, the soul's purpose in Gemini, communication. This is what we've been working towards all week, is This is kind of the payoff here. You've been working on how to communicate, how to open your heart, how to transform the way you communicate, and here it is. Venus in the sign that rules the heart, connecting with the North Node in the sign of communication. So really, this is the vulnerability payoff here. This is when you really let it all out. And what's interesting is it's happening the same day as... Mercury moving into Scorpio, which is the karmic bond. So we'll just talk about relationships because Venus's relationships, Scorpio's karmic bonds. If you are with somebody in relationship and you've been with somebody since before this week, since before Mercury moved into its shadow, maybe now is the time to really commit, to really take things further to that next level being vulnerable committing is vulnerable that's all i got for you ingrid that's it
1: well that's a really deep dark week (laughs) but it sounds like there's a payoff at the end that vulnerability is rewarded so sit with our discomfort move through some shit Mm -hmm. so we can feel lighter and feel more deep connections
0: i love it actually i'm really excited about this week Things are going to get intense in October, and... Scott loves intense. He's also a Scorpio. (laughs) No, I'm not.
1: He loves secrets.
0: (laughs) I'm all the signs of the Zodiac, and so are you, and so is everybody. But September is really a month to to prepare for October. Uh Uh-oh. And so. Are we getting more dark? Oh, it's going to get crazy in October astrologically.
1: Damn it. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) It's going to get nutty. Um, But. September is the time to prepare so that once October gets here,
1: we don't lose our shit.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So take what the planets are giving you. Do the work that is required. If the homework's late, you're going to get punished. So this is your homework for this week. Be vulnerable in relationship. Be willing to listen to your partner. Open your heart. And when the darkness envelops you, And you get afraid, ask yourself why and get to the root of it.
1: Yeah, we are about to dig some shit up.
0: And you will be reborn.
1: Well, everybody do their homework because I do not want to be punished.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ingrid, (laughs) no punishments for you. (laughs) I'll see you next week. We'll see if you've done your homework. Okay, you better. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye, Scott. Bye, Ingrid.
1: Wrapping up the week, if you want to follow us on Instagram at The Weekly Transit, we post every day uh, little tips on what we talk about here on the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate us five stars on iTunes or Spotify.
0: The Weekly Transit was edited by Ingrid Iverson. If you'd like to follow The Weekly Transit email, go to theweeklytransit.com. Or if you'd like a reading with Scott, theweeklytransit.com.
1: The weekly trend
0: that